everybody, and welcome to the 44th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit the Mint Store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, and we are recording this episode on Wednesday, September 22nd, which means we are a week and a half away from what, Anna Marie? Shucks! <laughs> yes. whoop, 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 whoop. Our first convention since November 2019. Since the dawn of time, it mm-hmm. feels like. And it was Shucks was the last one we were March. at. And then we had um, yeah. Terminal City in Vancouver coming in up March. Uh, in March, which is when the whole world shut down. Yeah. And that like just didn't right happen. after the world shut down is when it was supposed to happen. Yeah. It's just crazy. <sighs> so but here we are. It feels like forever. We can like away forever. from actually going to a real convention a a real life convention guys and for those of you that um uh, don't know we we live in Kelowna British Columbia which is in the Okanagan Valley which is about three and a half hours to four hours away from Vancouver depending on traffic traffic and highways (laughs) time you go but uh yeah we're really close to Vancouver and we you know we've spent a lot of time in Vancouver and it's it's well it's been that long since we've even left the Okanagan yeah so it's uh it's crazy that we're actually going to Vancouver and to a convention and a whole bunch of people here from Kelowna are going. Yeah. And it's it's going to be great. We Very excited. In, and we uh, just got deliveries of our new yeah. merch that we're going to be wearing down there. So we have the... <laughs> we have the... We're going to uh, be logoed up. Yeah. We have our... <laughs> we have hoodies and muscle shirts and hats. t-shirts and hats. <laughs> And yeah, so you know, we are the only people that have this stuff. It's no one else has this. So if you see someone wearing it, it is definitely me or Anna Marie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be cool. Um, and yeah, we hope to see some of our listeners there. That'd be really cool. If you see us, definitely come and say hi if yeah, you like. Um, love to say hi. I'm not nearly as um, scary as I look. <laughs> so He's a softy. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, definitely come say hi if you want. Uh, we'd we'd love to do that. Um, but uh, I think we're going to go into some new to the collection. We have a few cool things here to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we do. You want to talk about yours first? I Henry? do, actually. So, I have been looking at this game, and I believe I've talked about wanting it on this podcast before. I think you have mentioned it, and I know you've mentioned it to me a lot, and then you pre-ordered it? No. No, it was just there. I can't yeah, remember. Oh, it was part of the sale. It, yeah, the, yeah. It was one that uh, I... August super sale. That's right. I had thought about pre-ordering it and I kept looking and looking and looking, like seeing it all over and over. And then I just, I didn't. Yeah. And then it came in and then it came on sale and I thought, well, perfect. I can't not get this now. Um, I heard about this one, I believe from Mike Delisio. Um, oh, originally on right. the Dice Tower. That's right. And it was on one of his top something. I think it was on his anticipated list of 2022. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Anticipated, yeah. No, it wasn't 2022. This was... Or one, uh, it okay, was one a, of his... Quite a, it was an old... Well, sure. A few years now. One of his anticipated lists. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and yeah, I'm... Maybe last I'm, year or the year before. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was meant to come out sooner and then with shipping and everything, it yeah. didn't. But anyhow, um, that's uh, that game is Petricor. And so this uh, designed by David Turkop with um, the actually the solo game. There's a solo variant done by uh, David Turksey. Um, art, oh, really? Yeah, art by a different, two different a, a totally different designer did the the solo. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Hmm. And then it's uh, a, good, a good name to be doing a for sure your your, your solo. So. Yeah, and art by Daniela Attard, and then uh, published by Ape Games. Ape. Advanced Primate Entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Mighty Boards. But yeah, so it looks looks awesome. So I'll just read you a little spiel. Sure. And I actually like this too, because like the the word petrichor has meaning and they they have it. So petrichor is the earthy scent produced when rain falls on dry soil. The word is constructed from Greek petra, meaning stone, and ikor, the fluid that flows in the veins of the gods in Greek mythology. How cool is that? That is pretty I, crazy. I thought that was cool. Um, in Petrichor, you are a cloud. Your entire purpose in life is to expand, sire other clouds, and water crops. Unfortunately, 
every other cloud has the same purpose in life. So it's up to you to manipulate the weather and assimilate these rogue clouds to contribute to the growth of as many crops as possible, all in order to claim the title of most valuable cloud. I like it. <laughs> and it's, so I like it. I I liked the uh, the cover actually when when I first saw it drew me in. It's very simple, like a very yeah. white kind of washed background, and mm. then just a raindrop. But inside the raindrop, it's got um, got like plants and and different kind of, I guess crops probably that mm. that are growing inside the raindrop. And then um, as for the game, it just looks nice and clean. It's just got it, it's got tiles and yeah, it looks very nice, very. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a calming game, but it does. whether it, it that... is or not, I don't know, but I just, it has that appeal. Mm-hmm. It's very, very um, clean. Yeah. And zen, maybe? Yeah, very zen. Like, I don't know, but it's it looks... A, it's a lot of like white and gray and and very... What are those tones when that like, purple like is super light? Like pastel? And fluffy, pastel-y. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, very, very artsy. Yeah. It looks very cool. I so like yeah. It. And that cover with the big drop of water with the kind of magnifying behind it yeah um, that's the, what it's doing it's magnifying that makes sense <laughs> i think so yeah it does so totally yeah it's magnifying the ground behind it it's just a neat look yeah it's yeah. really really cool yeah i know so, you talked about it a lot but then when you finally pulled it off the shelf and showed me i was like oh yeah wow that does look cool yeah so petrichor that looks cool you should find out what year that was from I'm well curious. it does say 2017 but i don't think that's oh, right that i don't think that's right either because i don't think uh, i watched that like six years ago i'm sure if it says it on the box no, it's gonna be pretty accurate no i i don't mean that i mean it probably was 2017 but i don't know if it was um 2017 and then came out in like 2020 because of mm, i don't know because I of no idea or maybe it was set to come out or maybe it was 2017 I'm i don't know it might have been. maybe i'm just you know my brain. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looks <laughs> I don't know. cool, though. I, I'm, I am. It doesn't feel like six years ago when I saw that, but. I mean, definitely not, no. Because <laughs> I know you've talked about it a lot recently. Recently, yeah. Yeah, so. Whatever. Okay. Sounds cool. Looks good. I have one here. Oh, maybe it came out like 2017 in Europe, and then maybe it didn't make its way over here. I have no idea. I'm just grasping at straws now. I'll I think stop. you need to. Like, <laughs> Let it go? Well, look into it. And, <laughs> like figure out the, the do some research yeah yeah but uh regardless <laughs> uh, on to the next new to the yeah, collection we are fans of the disney villainous yeah games, and they started out with the cool classic stuff like having prince you know, john gaston prince john all those kind of classic disney villains from like, maleficent yeah like the old old school stuff and then the character queen like of the, hearts the instant classic movies from the 90s mm-hmm. um, and like from our childhood. And then they went on and they branched off into the Marvel yep. uh, ones. There's the Thanos box. There's the Loki box. And then now we have the very first Star Wars. Yeah. And this one is called uh, Power of the Dark Side. This comes from uh, Ravensburger and just like all of them. But uh, yeah, it looks <laughs> awesome. Um, I was super impressed with the villains that they, uh, that they chose. Yep. They chose some great ones. So they have yeah. a good mixed bag here of villains. And of course they have Darth Vader. They have general Grievous from the clone wars and all the prequels and, and whatnot. And they have Asajj Ventress from she the clone is wars. So cool. Yeah. Amazing. For any of you who like star Wars or who don't or who, whatever, if you have not watched the cartoon series of the clone wars. Yep. They are so good. Ridiculously good. So good. Like I learned so much watching those just like all the different planets and everything. But um, Asajj Ventress, she's, she's in there and she's she's incredible. She's a great villain. And um, yeah, if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, you should, because it makes all of the prequel movies infinitely better. better. Yeah. And um, (laughs) you learn all about the clones and you get to know the clones individually and uh, all the trials and tribulations that they go through, oh, and it's clones. basically like oh, breaks my heart. Oh, even I know. It's kind of, of like them. watching a war um, show, you know, like yeah. Band of Brothers almost, where it's like you really start to connect with those characters, and then you see them die, and you're like, oh my goodness, it's just crazy. It's really good. You should you should definitely watch it um, if you're a Star Wars person. And on that note, if you haven't seen Band of Brothers, <sighs> that too, oh, that my like good gracious, that's amazing. Very good. That's an HBO miniseries from 
early 2000, I want to say like 2000, I want to say. 2001, somewhere in there. I think oh, I was in grade 12. It's all about the Easy Company yeah. uh, during World War Two, Or just after grade 12, maybe. Um, 2002, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, yeah, a uh, group of paratroopers um, that uh, storm the Eagle's Nest. They're the people that actually um, you know, go to the Eagle's Nest. So if you oh. don't know what the Eagle's Nest is, you need to watch Band of Brothers. Yeah. And you need to see this. I'm a World War Two. Uh, person so <laughs> but that, that's so good i i recommend extremely. that to anybody it's so one of the best good. things ever produced in media so yeah a side note, a yeah. side note watch that but and then so uh, so we talked about they have darth vader here <laughs> general grievous Saj ventress kylo ren from the new films and then they have moff gideon from yeah. the mandalorian um that's the fifth villain you can be in them yeah i'm super excited to play this one i wasn't a huge fan of the marvel um the uh, the one with Thanos, I thought, didn't work as well as the others. Uh, I have to give it another go. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, but I think I just got a bad taste for that one early on. If, um, if I remember, did we did that one Thanos get, like, hammered? Like, got, like, like swamped? Yes. not Like, I think it was, like, didn't... I, I think you had to collect the stones. I forget how it yeah. all worked. But I, I remember being Thanos... And not achieving a single goal of mine yeah. by the time you won the game. And being like, what the... You know, like, yeah. I don't know, doing something wrong. But we didn't put a lot of time into playing that one. Yeah, I think so we we'll should get, get that back out. Yeah, but for sure. This one looks particularly cool. The artwork on the cards is stylized um, scenes from the films, but has that still that, um, well, villainous artwork that we've nice. grown to, to really love. I'm super excited to play it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I love the choices for the villains. Disappointed that there's no Darth Maul. Um, Maybe he's in the second that's, box. That's what I'm assuming he's going to be on they the have, cover of yeah, the second they one. They have right? to leave some cool villains for the no, next I know. one. And I think you're bang on. I, I think that he'll yeah. be on the cover of the next Star Wars yeah. villainous because he, he'll be probably the main the main. Kind of like how they made Gaston a... Uh, like a cover box. Yeah. Because Gaston's yeah. one of the coolest right? villains. Amazing villain. Yeah. But yeah, Star Wars Villainous from Ravensburger uh, looks great. Can't wait to play it. We might uh, even bring this along with us down to Shucks. Because it was actually at Shucks that I was introduced to Villainous way Ooh. back. The very, very first Villainous there. When I wasn't there. And it's cool because we were sitting... <laughs> yeah, you weren't there. Um, we were sitting at the table playing Villainous. I'd been working in the booth with the Mercury Games... And, um, Scott and Kurt were like, man, you got to come play this villainous game. Like you got to come. So after I finished my shift there, I went over and played it with them and they were showing it to me and be like, man, check this out in this game. This is how this works. And it, it kind of was blowing us away. Were you kind of shocked that they were like, come play this Disney game with me? Yeah, really. <laughs> and cause we'd heard about it like, okay, right. Whatever. A Disney yeah. game. And then they were like, man, it's really, really good. And we we're sitting there playing it. And, uh, we were talking about the artwork. Like, man, look how cool this artwork is. Like it's, it's the same art yes. from the things but Which it's polished differently yeah and just stylized slightly different so it just has its own feel yeah uh, for and the artist that drew it all was came by and was talking with us oh, like, that's, oh that's this so is cool yeah he's like how are you guys enjoying the game and stuff we're like oh this is cool really love this really love this the artwork's amazing so like, oh yeah that's that's actually my artwork I'm like what and uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. That was very cool. Yeah, so might bring this one along down to uh, Shucks. Good thing it was point. good artwork. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you were being totally honest. Totally, with that. we're like, wow, the art is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a cool little story. And we have one more that we want to talk about. <laughs> this one just arrived on our doorstep. Um, it's a Kickstarter that we backed, and it backed quickly. It, I think this came out ahead of schedule. Weren't they expecting it to be October? Yes, they they expected October, and, and we backed it in like June. Yeah, and or, they delivered in September. Yeah, it's great. And that game is Jurassic World: The Legacy of Isla Nublar. Yeah, it is. Yes. Oh I man! Cannot wait to play this. This game comes from Me Funko too. Games, uh, designed by Prospero Hall. It's going to be amazing. I I shot a unboxing video of it, and it's up on our YouTube channel right yeah. now. If you want to check it out, I I opened it up, and you know didn't open any envelopes, didn't open any boxes, didn't do any of that. So I kind of show you, yeah, that's spoiler free. There's 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 nothing to see. You just see some of the components that we're dealing with, and 
uh, kind of the layout that there's a whole bunch of boxes in there that are going to get opened up and a whole bunch of envelopes in there that are going to get opened up. But I have no idea what's in any of them and nor do the people that are, can uh, watch the video. Yeah. And just like the box itself is super cool. It's got this sleeve on it that makes it look like a dinosaur attack the box. It's yeah. got all these cuts and stuff in it. It's great. And it came with um, a little Kickstarter box exclusive thing with some pretty cool bits in there. So if you want to see uh, all of that, go ahead and check out our YouTube channel and you will see it. It's the top video on there right now. And stay tuned for when we do a review. Yeah. So this one, that one we're going to be playing. Uh, as a family with our boys, because we're all huge dinosaur Jurassic Park people. So it might take a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to play through that um, kind of at our leisure. We're going to probably set up a different table in a different room specifically yes. to play that on and kind of leave it there so that that's kind of something we can come to a couple nights a week with the boys. And when by the time that's done, then we'll do a review. We might even do a review before we're done, yeah. potentially, um, depending on our schedules. Um, but don't expect to see that for at least a few weeks before we uh, talk anything about that on the podcast. But if you follow our Twitter, you'll be able to see pictures and stuff. And I'm not going to do any spoilers on the pictures. I'm just going to show kind of close-ups on this and close-ups on that. Just saying, you know, how we're progressing and how we're, you know, yeah. you know this and that. So it won't be anything <laughs> crazy. Um, be very but, cryptic. We'll be, we'll be yeah, like, you know, you get this. You don't get to know this. What does this mean? What I is don't this? know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it'll be... Did I get eaten? Did I not get eaten? I you'll see. Know. You'll see photos of it, but yeah, it'll be nothing too crazy. And so that'll be reviewed uh, certainly within the next, I'd say, four weeks. That'll be one of our next four episodes, I would say, would be that. Likely. We'll see. Pretty likely. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Um, because later this week, I'm not even sure what we're going to play. Because we had a couple things lined up. Um that it's kind of becoming more difficult to review or like to, to squeeze in prior to shucks because our kids are playing hockey now and all our schedules are all over the place. So we're not sure what our next game is going to be just yet. But um, that being said, I think that cuts our um, new, to the to the new to the collection. <laughs> so we are going to run on over to our crowdfunding segment. then here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode and we have one game in particular that we want to take a look at this week uh, what game is that Anna Marie? that game is philosophy by quality beast mm-hmm. that's on game found game found yeah yeah um so this one is what you know when we uh think about this segment we literally just go on GameFounder, Kickstarter, and now Backer Kit, and we can kind of take a look around and just see if there's something that interests us. And when we talk about these games, it's not necessarily that we're backing them. It's just that something that we find interesting. And this one was like something that grabbed both of our attention right away. Um, and just basically from the artwork. Yeah. Uh, for me, because again, you just see the artwork. It's all you see. You I see go. a name and the artwork, and that's all What's you really this? know. So we clicked on it and we're like, well, oh, this seems, sounds like something worth talking about for sure. And this one, yeah, so philosophy. Um, and this is designed by Galen Goodwick. And the artwork is by Natalie Dombois. I'm thinking she might be Canadian. French. <laughs> potential. <coughs> good. Yeah. Good um, potential. And what it says here for philosophy is, philosophy is a relaxing, abstract, two-player game about two friends having a conversation. So the second we read that, we're like, what? Okay, let's <laughs> let's look more into this. And it says, the goal is to reach a conclusion by connecting three of your ideas in a row. Your ideas are represented by a set of tiles with different icons on them. I thought this was, yeah, I thought this was neat. Because then yeah. the way they it kind of explained it is that um, you've got your board and you've got your little pieces. And, and your pieces are just your parts of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And depending on how you reply to the conversation it can alter the other like the parts of the conversation that yeah. have already happened so it can change kind of outcomes and mm -hmm. it have like chain reactions and move so i'm assuming your tiles either get like booted up oh yeah they said too yeah. your tiles can get booted off the board as that conversation piece is forgotten about or yeah you know it things actually like said, that. so 
right here it says, you and your friend go back and forth presenting new ideas by placing tiles on the board. So your ideas are tiles. Yeah. Your ideas can impact your friend's ideas by moving them around. The board symbolizes your conversation space. The ideas can be forgotten by being pushed off the board. So you're, you're, the board is a, um, almost in the, uh, it's almost, uh, in the shape of a cross. It's kind of a strangely shaped board that sits in between you and you're, you're sliding, uh, these tiles onto the board in various ways, depending on what tile you're putting down. Uh, I think the type of tile dictates kind of the direction that it goes and mm-hmm. then, that, so as you're pushing your tile along, it's going to be pushing other tiles that are, say, in front of it along with it and pushing them off the board. And, yeah, like all you're trying to do is connect three of your ideas. And it's apparently a difficult thing to do because you're constantly manipulating and pushing your stuff around and you're trying not to line up my stuff. So you have to take into consideration when you're placing tiles what they're going to do to my tiles when you're placing them. It's just a neat idea. It says, as you go deeper into your quote-unquote conversation... You can even create chain reactions allowing you to impact multiple ideas in a single turn. Eventually, you'll reach a conclusion. And that's just... It's such a neat theme that hasn't really been done. It's just two people talking. It's like a weird, weird theme. I'm curious to see how the theme plays out. Like how it actually connects to the game. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know how this theme is going to... Yeah, I don't know how this theme is going to come across. Like, if it's going to actually have that feeling or if it's just going to feel like you're battling with these tiles, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm curious because it's not like there's words and actual actual conversation going. Right? It's just symbols and you don't... It might be a pretty loose theme. (laughs) Me thinks it's a very loose theme. But on top of a very interesting little tile game. Yes. um, So there's like, yeah, there's pushing, there's sliding, there's tossing. So there's all these different moves that these things can do. Um to bounce around on the board and you're trying to keep all your bits on the board and try to line three of them up. It's simple as that. Something I like about this one, the game is a hundred percent done. Yeah. Like it's done. There are no stretch goals, no exclusives and no FOMO. Nope. And they say <laughs> you can try it yourself. Cause right now you can print and play it for free. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you can print it all off and print all the well tiles off and you can make your own tiles or you could just draw your own tiles or whatever you want to do to, to try this out. So you can actually sit and try and, play this and it's actually on tabletop simulator as well and they have the rules on the game found page too. they have everything they yeah. have everything sitting here waiting for you um it looks great i the theme is to be determined determined yeah but i feel like this is a game that we need to um take a chance on uh it's relatively inexpensive it's in the uh what do we got here for a reward i think it was like 40 dollars canadian yeah, forty dollars, thirty some, thirty something dollars Canadian. So, and we like a good abstract game, and I like the idea. I like the battling tiles. I like this stuff. I love, I love what they're doing here uh, with this odd theme. Um, so yeah, I think we're definitely going to give this a try. Um, there's other bundles, I guess, where you can get expansions and you can get uh, like three player modules and stuff. I don't know if we need to do that. I think this more needs to be just a simple two player game. Two player game. Just the, you know, yeah. the core game. That's all I think I really need. I don't think we need yeah. any of this extra stuff. So for thirty eight fifty Canadian, I think we're going to pledge that. And um, yeah, looking looking forward to playing it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. I'm excited to try that one out. Very curious to see how this theme feels. Because, like, <laughs> what an oddball. Because, I mean, you could, this could have, you could have put any theme on here, really, because it's kind of a it's a battle right between yeah. these these it's like a push and shove game so you could really have done anything you know how like it it, it makes me think of kabuto sumo right where you're literally pushing each other off yeah. the but off I, the board i i almost wonder if there's even a winner in this game because it's a conversation do well, you win a conversation yeah. well the way they or is it like are the, you going to a common goal like i don't i don't know well, it says that you're persuading when someone, you line maybe? up those three of your ideas, you've reached a conclusion. So your idea wins, oh, right? Like it's my, my ideas are better than yours. My idea is the one that we're going with because <laughs> yeah. I proved my idea is yeah is the right one because I lined up three. Of my That's ideas. my downfall. I have no good arguments. I'm just like, no, it's just this good because it's this good. Like, just yeah. trust me, man. 
I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And where's it got for shipping estimates? It's got shipping estimates of... This doesn't seem like a big ship. Like Canada ship. of... Uh, well, it says it could be anywhere from 11 to 19 euros. So it's like... Yeah. It's probably just as much shipping as it is for the game, but... But it's not going to be like a 40 or $50 shipping. Because no, it's not a big box. Like 20, it's a small... 20 bucks, It looks like a smaller shipping. box. So this will be... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Is what it is. I think we should support it. Looks like a cool one. Yeah. It's a little different. But uh, yeah, that's philosophy from Quality Beast uh, on GameFound right now. Um, and how much longer did it have? Does it three say? days, I think. Oh, three days. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Three days left. So. And as soon as the campaign's this... done, they're going to be printing. Printing and shipping and bing bang boom. We might even see it by the, maybe by Christmas or early New Year. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, but that's about enough for that. I think we've got a review to do. So. Yep. Uh, we will get to that right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are going to be doing another Meeple Dungeon review. review. And what are we going to review today, Anne-Marie? We are going to review Trekking Through History, designed by Charlie Bink. Art by Eric Hibbler and published by Underdog Games. Yes. Charlie Bink. What a fun name. That's the designer? Yeah. Bink? Last name Bink. That's so fun. Like Jar Jar Bink. Or like <laughs> Bink E the Clown from Garfield. Oh, yes. Right? Hey, kids! Not many people are going to know that. Oh, one. come on. Yeah, they but. will. The Garfield Christmas special. Yes. It's one of my favorites. But Anyways, yeah. Bink is a cool last name. It is. So. Very cool. I like it. Yes. <laughs> Trekking through history. Trekking <laughs> through history from Underdog Games. This is another one that you... Uh, Actually... I think you pre-ordered? Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. This one I did. And this one I also saw from Mike Delisio. That's funny. Did not plan yeah, that. Well, but honestly, you and he uh, lined up really well on taste what i find that i line up with all of them well but but this one just yeah this he was when she says all of them she means all the people from the dice tower well yes, yes. but i just because they bring a lot of games forward and and you um, like like so many games i'd be like this one looks <laughs> awesome and this one looks awesome yeah. but um yeah he had said i think he said he had played this um when it was still in like kind of production phase ish. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that the theme sounded really cool and I thought that, uh, yeah, just kind of what he had said was looked neat. So I, I was definitely on the, on board the, the train for this one. When it, when I saw it, I was yeah. like pre-order immediately right now. <laughs> yeah. This is one I knew nothing about. I didn't see anything about it. I didn't, I knew nothing until you, uh, when we went down and picked up our order and there it was. Um, but yeah, it's a cool one. Um, the theme of this game is that you are, Oh, do you want to read that thing? There's sure. a little, there's a little blurb on the front. It'll be, it'll sound better than what I have to say. Welcome to Wayback tours. You're about to go on a three day tour of history, traveling thousands of years in a time machine to experience great moments from our past. Trekking through history takes place in three rounds, each representing one day of your trip. Each day, you'll visit a series of historical events, spending a different number of hours at each. 
Along the way, you'll score points for sticking to your itinerary and visiting historical events in chronological order. Yes. So that's that, essentially that's better than what I was going to exactly say. Exactly what it is. <laughs> so that's, that's Raya right <laughs> off the rule book. Um, so yeah, that's the theme. It's traveling through time and you're kind of, you're, you're at a place that provides time travel and you've yeah. got, you've got uh, three days to go and see all the things you want to do. And it, that's, yeah. that's it. And it's each so one of cool. these costs a little bit more time depending on where you want to go in time yeah like you're it looks like you're at a museum and you walk through like a portal yeah exactly. it, it looks really neat the way they've oh yeah portrayed the, the, it on the way here. they've made it look yeah it's very yeah. time traveling it's very very cool so when you set this game up you you have this uh board main board which is a neoprene mat um i'll say that's pretty cool right off the bat yeah um, and it's got a score track on it. It's got, um, like a end of game scoring track on it. Just a, not a track, but a guide, yep. uh, right out there in front for you to look at. And then it's got spaces for one, two, three, four, five, six or five cards and a deck of cards. And those are your, uh, time cards. What are they called? doesn't matter. They're, they're, <laughs> it's a deck of cards that represent all these different. They're history cards, I think. Okay, sure. History cards. There, there's. Three decks. There's a, a first day, second day, and third day deck. And each deck represents all these different significant things, real historical events that happened in time. And you start the game by placing the shuffling up and placing the uh, day one deck onto the board. And then you uh, put out into the five spaces, just the f- top five cards off the deck. And it becomes this little tableau from you to choose from. And then the sixth, the, the, the rest of the deck is face up with yeah, everything's the one... Like the sixth card in the you know pile will be yeah you can either draw one of those five cards that's in the tableau or take off the top of the deck which you can see but there's no bonus for that the other five cards have a bonus on yes. the board underneath them which kind of makes you want to take those cards but if there's a card on the top of the deck there that you really really like you can take it and you just don't get a bonus um, then you also have uh, this clock board so it's kind of like the um, the turn counter like for the round yeah. Um, and what it is, is it's clock. And because every time you select a card, you're going to be moving your little stopwatch. You have a little stopwatch plastic token that goes on here. Uh, and you're going to move that around the clock, depending on what card you took. It's going to have a little uh, clock in the corner. And if it says five, you're going to have to move five hours ahead. Yeah. And it's and just a 12 hour clock. It's a 12 hour clock. Yeah. We have 12 hour days in this trekking through history. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> just a regular clock. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and... But you only have 12 hours a day for travel. time travel. Yes. Um, by the time you reach the 12th hour, your round is done. You need to sleep or there's going to be a problem. Yeah. And you also have uh, you these cards. That your itinerary. Are, your itinerary. That's exactly it. And there are these cards that you get dealt at the beginning of the game. They're kind of a big, kind of a fat card, kind of big square, yeah. almost like a five by five inch kind of card that sits in front of you um, with... Uh, kind of items that you're trying to fulfill um, on this card, and it's going to give you a whole bunch of points. And you're gonna you're gonna fulfill these 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 needs by the cards that you draft on your turn. Yeah, each um, each card there, um, your itinerary, it has four different icon columns. Yeah, and then on the bottom of each of the history cards, there will be you know, one to three of those icons kind of thing. Um, so depending on the card you choose, you're going to get one or more icons that you get to then um, fill up on your itinerary. Mm-hmm. And then like you were saying before, um, each one of those five cards is going to have like a bonus. Um, yeah. A bonus one below it that you get to fill in. Yeah. So you're, yeah, at the beginning of the game, you're going to have four of these itineraries given to you. And on for your, your three different, uh, days you get to pick one whatever one you want yeah at the end of each day you yeah. you get rid of the itinerary for that day mm-hmm. and then you get your itinerary for the next day and like thematically that itinerary is kind of telling you that you need to go and uh, satisfy this itinerary by yeah matching up the icons that are on the itinerary with the ones that are found on the bottom of those cards yeah and that's what drives you and and makes you want to take a card that's Certain that's cards. the whole yeah, point sure. of taking these cards is really to uh, satisfy your itinerary because that's where you can get some huge points in this game. Also, um, there's, well, that's the thing. There's many, many things going on here. That's yes. just one of the main things you want to yeah. use those cards for. The other See, there's thing another is, another main thing. Yeah. Cause so the, the way the cards are laid out, it'll at the top of the card have the event 
that uh, you're looking at. So this one in front of me is soar across the English Channel in a, a air balloon. And then on the back of the card, it actually has a written up paragraph on that actual event, yeah. which is really, really cool. And this one says 1785. And at the bottom, it has the the little clock uh, uh, stopwatch with yep. a number five on it, which meaning means I'll have to move my watch five hours, five hours ahead. And it also has the three symbols that I will uh, gain from taking this card. And then I put those onto my itinerary. But then also, then you're going to start your trek um, pile. Yes. And so you have to do this all in chronological order. So if I took a, this card, which was from 1785, the next card that I pick from the board for this round would have to be uh, closer in time. A later date. Like a late, yeah, sorry, a later date. It's awkward so when you're dealing with the time 1787 here. or 1850 or 1910 or whatever it is in order. Uh, so you can't go further back in time. Yeah. You have to keep coming closer. Yeah, it's like your first trek, like the beginning of your trek starts the farthest back in time. And yes. then you're... you're um, and then you're collecting cards. Yeah. And you're going through this. Uh, you're getting closer turn to the Turn by present. turn, you're selecting another card and you're putting it on top of your trek in chronological order. You can't take a card and put it on top if it's not. And then you're going to be getting the the items that it that it uh, provides for you and, and the bonus along the bottom and you're filling out your itinerary card, hopefully gaining a whole bunch of points that way. And then also for your trek, you're, you have potential to get huge points from your trek, depending on how many of these cards you're able to line up in a single yes. trek, not in a single turn, because the, your trek could actually span more than one day, all three days. If yep. you, if you potentially, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's very unlikely. But they can go from one day to the next. And the way those treks work is that you are, like we said, in chronological order, selecting these cards and you're putting them in a pile and they're getting uh, more and more cards per round. Mm -hmm. And then the second that you run into a situation where you maybe there's cards out there that you don't satisfy your trek anymore, like uh, they're further back in time. Yes. Then than you can your go top card. Yes. You can then end that trek and you just take that that whole pile of cards and you kind of flip it upside down put it to the side and that's going to be something that scores at the end of potentially game. huge points at the end of the game because the more cards you have in any given track the more and points. remember you can close these tracks at any time yeah you could cr close it with three cards or ten cards whatever you want yeah. or more um, but the more cards you have in a track the more points you're going to get at the end of the game because for every track that you do have at the end of the game you are going to score various amounts of points and it it uh lists it right on the main board super really nice cool. and handy so it's it's you can look at it and reference yeah. it while you're playing be like okay i have i have seven cards in my track right now okay at the end of the game that'll get me 15 points do i want to see if i can get a couple more because then i'm going to get more points yeah and... because that's the thing it's exponentially larger the further you go yes um for a single card track what you don't want to do, you're going to get negative three points. So you want to add a few cards to that yeah. before you before you close it out. Um, for a two-card track, you're going to get zero. Uh, for three, you'll get two. For four, you'll get four. For five, you'll get seven. For six, you'll get 10. For seven, you'll get 15. For eight, you'll get 18. For nine, you'll get 21. And then a huge jump. If you have 10 cards in a track, you're going to get 30 points, yes. which is massive in this game. And then You've for, slaughtered me by doing that. <laughs> and then for every other card past 10, you're going to get plus three for each card. Yeah. So you can see how this can, you can get a ton of points yeah. for this track, but you have to do it properly. You have to make it go in chronological order. And that's not an easy thing to do here. So usually you're going to end up making up multiple treks through this yes. game. I think the last game I had probably five, I think, different yeah, tracks. Yeah, you had with, a few say, like four, seven, eight, three kind of different yeah. tracks because it depends on what cards are coming and what you can do. If you're also, if you're stuck at any given point in deciding what card you want to take, you can also take from this other separate deck, which is called Visiting Your Ancestors. Yeah. And it's kind of like a get out of jail, like, yeah. like a freebie card that you don't want to close your track. You want to maybe see another Card see if another card comes to up to see yeah. if you can extend it a little bit further and what it does is it just allows you to um uh, there's match. no there's no date on on yeah, the ancestor it matches cards the top card yeah. of your current trek so if your your top card was 1815 this one is also going to be representing 1815 you're basically 
thematically going to visit one of your relatives in that year. Yeah. And then hopefully when it comes to your turn again, another card later than 1815 will come up that you can yeah. then add to your trick. And those cards are all the same. The visiting your ancestors are all the same. They all move you ahead three hours and they all give you a wild um, resource to yeah. throw down onto your itinerary. Also, we should have mentioned uh, another thing you can collect in this game is crystals. Yeah. And these Because with time travel, why wouldn't you have crystals? Of course you have crystals. And the crystals go in your little vial, and they are used to, for every crystal you collect, that's you actually, can spend. Sorry, I was just reading. That's actually your crystal tank. Crystal tank. Not vial. Okay. <laughs> and uh, um, for every crystal that you um, discard on your turn before um, you move your, your uh, pocket, pocket watch. watch on the uh, track, you can reduce the hours it costs by one per crystal down to you have to move them at least one ahead yeah so if i had a three if i was doing this card for 1911 and i had to move three hours hours ahead i could spend two crystals to reduce that by two and only move one yes which is you know really again vital to this game you want to you want to get as many actions and as many cards per day as possible in this game so spending those crystals is automatic, basically. If you have them, spend yes. them. Because you it's just better to spend them now and just keep reducing that. Because the other thing is, in this game, it has that uh, mechanism where if you're behind, yeah. it's not back and forth. Um, turn-wise. Turn-wise. It's whoever's behind, it's their turn. So you could pot- potentially have two, three turns in a row. So you can try to match it so you get the cards that you want. Yep. And then if you're, whoever's on top is still considered behind. So yep. if I was at three o'clock and then you landed on top of me at three o'clock, it would be your turn still to go again. Still my turn to go until I'm ahead of you, then it would be your turn. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. And that's so, similar to patchwork. I think that's how patchwork works. Either? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's basically how it works. You got your itineraries and you're doing three different rounds with three different decks of cards. Yeah. So after round one, once you've both reached 12 o'clock, like the 12 hours, yep. then you clear off the de- level one deck mm-hmm. or the day one deck. You then put out the day two deck, seed out the five cards and have the other deck pile in. Yep. You, you start discard over. your, yeah, your itinerary. itinerary. You pick a new itinerary. That's right. And um, away you go. And there's one other thing we should mention is that on the um, the turn kind of round counter thing for the, the timing... If you're able to land but exactly back on 12 o'clock uh, yeah, at with, the end of your round, you will get three bonus points. Yeah. So if like you, if you had, if you were at 11 o'clock and you pulled a card that either said one, that it was one hour, so you could move it exactly to one, or it was maybe two hours, but you had a crystal to, to make it only it one, one, you would get the three points. But yep. if you were at 11 o'clock and then you picked a card that said five, it's a bonus for you because you're probably going to get some extra mm-hmm. things you want, but you're, because it would be technically moving you four hours past 12 you don't get that bonus yeah. for three o'clock you just end at 12 you end at 12 no and, bonus, no bonus. and that's that's where you sit yeah and yeah you're gonna do this three times and with three three completely different decks of cards um and then at the end of the game once you've done those three rounds you're going to do only like three different things Along the way uh, from your itinerary, you're going to have collected points. Yes. And you're going to be on the top of the player board is a point track. Like and you're going to have moved your, your way along that track to a certain point. And then you're going to add any crystals that you have left over as a point of piece, mm-hmm. I believe. And then you're going to count up your tracks. Yes. And see, like, say I had these four tracks and I had one for three, one for four, one for five, and another one for seven. And then I would find out how many points each one of those gives me. And would move myself up on the track. That's your final score. Yeah. Very simple mechanics. Yeah. It is simple, but really interesting uh, decision making. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, so, lo- I really enjoy that in games, just where it's simple mechanics, but it's there's a lot of thought. It's very, very simple. Yeah. It is very, very simple, but very difficult decisions to make. So that being said, um, let's revisit the theme on this one. Does the theme lend well? I love the theme mm-hmm. in this game. And I think it absolutely does lend well. Yep. That was one of the things that I was actually most excited for in this game. And I think they delivered. So one thing I want to mention just before you say what you're going to say is that these uh, every card in this game is a completely 
uh, unique and legitimate historical event. And the way the card's laid out, it says at the top, basically, like it gives you a blurb on what it is, just a single kind of bullet point. This one says, see if you're taller than Napoleon. So you're basically meeting Napoleon. And we were, and it says 1815. And then you, we were talking, we're sitting here like, oh, they'd be like, I'm going to have some of these, I'm going to have to Google and see what, see what more. Cause this is something I'm not familiar with this one. I don't know any card. doesn't matter. Yeah. Some historical event you're not familiar with. I'm like, oh, we'll have to Google and, and figure out, you know, more about that. And, but on the back side of the card is a whole write up of every single one of them. And I didn't realize that at first, which is really, really excellent. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> so but how cool is that? I love that about this game because I think that, um, I mean, there's, history is so vast, like so vast. Oh, I yeah. don't even begin to say that I know a lot about history because I don't. And I find that I was excited for this and it, like I said, it completely delivered because it gives you vibrant artwork and it gives you, it, it makes it interesting the way that it's just a little snippet. Mm-hmm. It's just a little snippet of information. And if it piques your interest, then you go research it further. And I think that um, that, that in itself is super cool because it makes, it, it encourages you to learn. It encourages you to learn more on your own. Being like, yep. oh, do you find this interesting? Oh, that sounds pretty neat. I don't know about that. And I think this is... Um, yeah, so I was, I think the theme, they nailed it. I think this is a, a great theme for this game. Yeah. Cause they have about 50 cards per deck. So it's like 150 historical events and they're all, um, uh, animated and yep. nice little artwork on them. Like these two right in front of me, this one says advanced chemistry with Mary Curry, 1911. Do you know who Mary Curry is? Is it Marie what? or Mary? Marie, Mary. Or, yeah. Marie Curie, whatever. Yeah. Um, I've read that card. Do you know who that is? It's like, <laughs> no. But you can just flip it over and be like, oh, now I know something I had no idea about, you know? And this one here, right, cool. A boycott buses with Rosa Parks, 1955. Yeah. And then you can read about, you know, the whole scenario that went on there, right? 1330, paddle a Maori war canoe. I didn't know that the Maori turned it over. Um, it, uh, the Maori traveled to New Zealand. You know, like just... The Maori. Is it Maori? Yeah. Well, there you go. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah. So it's just neat. It's, uh, I think that they've, yeah, I, lo- I love the theme. I think it works very well. It is fantastic. It does feel like, it's cool because uh, we find ourselves um, playing the game and then selecting a card because it, first and foremost, you're kind of looking at dates and what it provides for you and whatever. But then you look at the top and you're like, oh, so this, the card I selected is, was, um, what's this one here? What does this say? Oh, fly a kite with Benjamin Franklin. Maybe yeah. you didn't even realize that that was the card you'd selected, but you, after you pick it up, you're like, oh, and then you re- and then you flip it over. And I find myself reading them and even reading them aloud yeah. as we're playing the game, right? If it's something that I found interesting or something I didn't know about. 3500 BCE, roll the first wheel. Right, Neat, there you go. Right? Like when, did the, when was the wheel invented? There you, there go. you go. You right. know, just fun, fun things like that. So yeah, A plus on theme. A plus, yeah, it works really well. It feels like you are going back in time and, and checking out these different historical events because yeah. they've gone the extra length in not just saying something simple, yeah, but then giving you a huge amount of information on the backside of the card. Really, really cool. I love that. So theme, yeah, fantastic. Yes. Um, then we can talk about artwork. I think the artwork's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. It's kind I of stylized. It's kind of... Yeah. Um, it is yeah. bright. I think it's bright and vibrant. I like the I like the way they've done it. I like that all of the I think the artist must like they must have had fun doing this because mm. you've got it spanning like millennia. <laughs> like, yeah, from three thousand BC you know, to they, they had like they had a card in there I think it was like twelve thousand BC. Yeah, right. Right. So, and so just having just, you know, study the blade with a samurai so you get to draw a samurai then you get to draw like the real amazonian women and then martin luther king jr and and it's just it's very yeah it's very stylized the art i like it i i really Mm -hmm. do like the art and i think it works because it's yeah i think it's great i think it's nice and colorful um the box is really striking i really like the box art yeah really really nice 
Um, but yeah, I think it's it's great. Artwork's great. Um, so then uh, components. This is, this is a game story, I will say. There are some times where I play games and I am not looking at the art because I'm so focused on the game mm-hmm. and I'm so focused on what... Um, like what I need to be doing. But in this game, the way they've laid out the cards, the way they've got it done, I don't know. They did a very good job because the artwork on the cards is the most prevalent part of the cards. Like you're drawn to it. But it's then, almost entirely artwork and then a little bit of information here and there. But, but I don't want to take the card. I want to read what the card is as mm-hmm. well. I'm also very curious about the historical mm-hmm. event. So they've done, even though that's the small bit at the top, I'm drawn to both, but the art is like the main, Yeah. like, Oh, that's a cool picture. What's this? And then you read what it is. So yeah, I like, I like it. Art. Yeah. Great. Really great artwork. The components are really, really good. Yeah. Um, it comes with game tray inserts, um, which is always great. Um, the, uh, resource tokens are nice little plastic light, colored tokens of different shapes yep. and and the, colors and there's these crystals like your little plastic your t- time travel crystals are like a nice jagged uh pink yep uh ru- you know ruby type thing going on here and we really got nice. the the neoprene play mat like you said yes the neoprene play mat huge love it it's a, really a really small nice. rectangle like it's not very large and it's nope it's, it's, it's nice perfect size yep just holds a couple different tracks and your card your tableau yeah it lays everything decks. out nicely uh, the little, uh, round board here, the clock is pretty cool with the, your little stopwatches. Yep. Um, I think the stopwatches would look better, um, with painted, you know, like mm, if yeah. you were to paint the, maybe a little more metallic with there. like different colors. Yeah, it could look cool. Cause right now they're very, mm-hmm. very plastic, plastic, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I hear what you're saying. they're a cool mold, Yeah. like a really nice mold. But if these were like, yeah, if these were done up to look like an old maybe even like etched maybe if they were like gold etched with green or gold something etched with yeah blue, right? gold etched with pink that'd look really cool that so that's nice. something we can do or here silver, yeah with our new crazy fancy uh paintbrush yeah 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 we could definitely do that um so yeah components great love the neoprene love the game trays components are solid yep really good uh something we've added in is the rule books now you read the reviews. rule book on this one i did so this is a game I've i referenced to play it while you were at hockey or something. Yeah. I don't remember, but I learned it. And yeah, the rule book was great. Um, it's eight pages. Yeah. Good. Eight pages, simple, right to the point. Uh, lots of diagrams. Um, yeah, simple, perfect. Great yeah. rule book. It, it allowed me to set it up in about 10 minutes. I was set up and another 10 minutes or so. I had a pretty decent understanding of what we needed to do. So good on them. That's always nice. Good rule book. So at the end of the day, um, we have to decide whether we recommend this game. And if we do, who do we recommend it for? Yes. Um, so I definitely recommend this game. Um, it's, uh, we've only played it two player and yeah. it's been a pretty fantastic two player game. Yep. It's fast. It's chock-a-block full of historical facts and knowledge. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I mean, that's the most important thing, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, it's got it's, good strategy. It's simple, but it's loaded with tough choices. Yeah. On simple whether or mechanics, not you want to take choices. You want to jump your, your trek ahead 200 years just to get those items that you want, or do you want to take something that's not such a huge jump, but for less items that so, it, like, you have to make some crazy difficult decisions. Do you want to hate draft cards? Right. Right. Do I want to close down a trek now and open up a new one? Knowing that, you know, if I just added another card, I could get another X amount of points to that trek. But if I leave it, there's a 2000 BC right? sitting there waiting so, for me. Oh, and I if I don't take it, and my opponent will. Exactly. So, like, lots of great, interesting decisions to make. Um, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this game and I definitely recommend it. And I would say that... This is a great game for all ages. They yeah, say you you've played it with our oldest boy. I have, and yeah. He's not even ten, and he enjoyed it. Yes, he did, and he picked it up. And then it says ten plus on there, and which sounds bang on. Yeah, and I think that this would be um, 
even if like say a younger one's not playing it they could easily play it with you oh sure and do everything and you could help them oh what card do you want to pick oh let's pick this one and but the thing that i just love is that this was is such a good educational game mm-hmm. crazy as well crazy education it's a fun game it's a great game to play it's got it good mechanics and it's engaging but mm-hmm. then it also has that element of learning without feeling like you're learning because you want mm-hmm. to read the cards you want to learn like you do you're you're engaged in that aspect of it and i think that they've they've just done a bang up job on mm-hmm. it. i think one thing it really has going for it is that you um you aren't like on one side of the card is everything you need to play the game it tells you a simple thing about what the yes. event is it gives you the date it gives you your time thing it gives you your items that you'd get that's it and if you want to just play the game without being bombarded by paragraphs of history you can you don't yeah. even have to look at the back side yep. of the cards if you don't want to but if any one of these so interests you you could just casually turn it over and read like a 30 second not even like a 10 second little yeah you know par- paragraph here you know like and then go and, you and can then sit there and read it and be like, oh, that's cool. And then, and then you can, track. yeah, decide if you want to learn more about that later. Like it's yeah. so neat. Like it's, it's super casual. You can, you can read every card. You can read no cards. You can just read things that interest yeah. you, whatever. And the nice thing is like, yeah, for kids who can't read yet, I mean, you can obviously read it to them, but they don't need the text to play the game. No, they don't. No, it's, you can you use the numbers, the numbers and the symbols. And the that's symbols. all you need so, at the end of the day. But yeah. they've added on this great history lesson. On that note too with kids and this is maybe where the the age comes in is because you have that number line where it's got negative numbers so just like reminding them okay you have the negative numbers they're gonna go they're gonna be really big and then they're gonna go small 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 to zero and then they're gonna start it and and then they're gonna start and go from you know zero and get larger so but that's good it helps them learn that too helps them with number lines so i'm a fan i think this is fantastic i think uh you know, schools should have this game in their libraries and, and yeah, um, this How? is one I'm going to recommend to Aaron to have at his yeah. library up here. Which uh, is awesome. It gives such good ideas for projects. Mm-hmm. You could do any like social studies or like anything and just here, pick, pick a card and like tell, like learn about it. Tell oh. me about it. Like it doesn't have to be anything big and just, I think it's, yeah. oh, it's fantastic. It's awesome great. Game. It's easy, fun and educational. Yeah. At the same time, without being boring. I mean, you know? it's educational for me. I'm an oh, adult. I've There's been out of school for how long? And this is what awesome. Is that now? And like reading it, like, oh, that's interesting. And it's not saying that we're all ignorant or anything. It's no, just that there's, like there's so much history. 150, you know, like historical events here of from cool. dating back yeah. thousands of years. I think it's great. Me too. Um, yeah. Big thumbs up from us. Yes. So we do recommend trekking through history. Um, and uh, on that being said, I pretty much recommend it for anyone. Um, yeah, this is, you don't have to like history. You don't have to be interested in it. No, but if you are all the better, there's enough, there's enough fun, interesting decision-making going on here that you don't need to care about history. You can just, anybody can play this game and, and, you know, work, work through the puzzle. But yeah, great job. Really like this one. Glad you picked it up. Thanks, me but, too. But uh, I think that is it. I think we're going to call that an episode. I think so. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. Our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And yeah, it'd be cool if you want to come say hi at Shucks in Vancouver uh, next weekend. That'd be great. And um, yeah, I think that's it. So... We're going to run, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.